Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Renee show. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and tonight joining me is my, one of my colleagues and very best friends, Dr. Dre on Birch. Dr. Dre, as he's as he is um, known as uh, through the Twitterverse, social media worlds, America's OBGYN. So tonight's hashtag, if you want to use it, is America's OBGYN. Dr. Dre is a phenomenal OBGYN, obviously. He works at UPMC in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he's going to tell you about all the fabulous and very interesting things he does and uh, the kind of patients he works with besides the fabulous. Uh, well, he'll tell you about his, his crew and what they're called. So, Dr. Dre, welcome. Thank you, Renee. It's so great to be here. So great to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming. We are so excited to have you and our crew. So then you can address them and say send them shout outs as well. Hello. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them what's your crew? Come on. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm having some technical difficulties with my earpiece. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can't hear you now. Okay. So please shout out your crew and tell everybody what do you, why do you call them that? What do they you know? So uh, my followers are called Gyne Girls, uh, who are women that aren't pregnant. Pregos who are pregnant and gents, uh, the men that they love. So those are my follow followers on social media. Great. So please make sure you shout them out. I'm sure they're watching tonight. I love you. <laughs> So, Dr. Dre, uh, first we'll tell everyone how we met because it's kind of quirky. We had a mutual friend. We were down at the Essence Music Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, he was having dinner with my friend. They called us. Me and my sister came, and they were almost done eating, so they left. And we, me and my sister finished our food. We went to pay our bill, and the lady said, oh, the gentleman paid. I said, what gentleman? There's nobody in here but us. And she said, the gentleman that was just here. And I said, but I barely know that man's name. His first name is all I knew. <laughs> they were like, well, he paid for your meal. I said, why, thank you. So all I knew was, like I said, Dr. Dre. So I went on Twitter and tweeted him and said, thank you. <laughs> you did. Uh, you, you were kind of like shady boots at the end, though, when I tried to shake <laughs> your hand. I tried to shake Dr. Renee's hand and say, hey, oh. nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> can I have, like, some events to go to at Essence? And you were like, oh, I don't shake your hand. I can't shake your hand. I'm like, she didn't tell me why she couldn't shake my hand, but it's because she's allergic to every fish in the planet. <laughs> and she was scared that she was going to get a reaction from shaking my hand. Now I know. Then I was like, what? <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> but of course I paid. I'm a gentleman. I'm from the South, so that's how I was raised. Well, he is fabulous, so... Shout out to his mother for doing a fabulous job. So, Good job, Dr. Dre. Good job, Joyce. <laughs> Dr. Dre, you have a very interesting practice. First of all, you are an expert on transgendered health. Please explain to the viewers what exactly that is. So, transgender health is basically taking care of the needs of transgender people. So, I take care of trans men, which are born. Um, a woman and transition to a, a man, and then I take care of trans women, which are born a man and transition to a woman. So, very, very, very busy practice. I have 
a little bit less than 100 patients, but they're getting up to 100 now, but very, very busy. So let's talk about generally like the difference between like sex and gender. So sex is like what you're born into. So like, you know, I catch a baby and then they have a penis. And I'm like, okay, you have a boy. Or I catch a baby and they have a vagina. I'm like, okay, you have a girl. Well, gender is like how you feel. Like um, if you are masculine, if you're feminine, if you think you're a male or a female, in your brain up here and science says that kids should know by the age of six years old what their gender is so if there's any type of mix match between sex and gender then you are transgender and transgender doesn't mean drag queen like that's one of my biggest pet peeves because you know RuPaul's Drag Race is so popular and like you know one of my patients one of my gynae girls was like oh I'm watching all the transgenders on RuPaul's Drag Race, so I'm like, you mean drag queens. So transgender is, they live, they, that's who they are. They're just in their own body. Where drag queens are actually men who live as men, who dress up as drag queens either to get paid or just for enjoyment. Exactly, for entertainment. This is what I tell the girls. You're going to see drag queens at nightclubs. You're going to see transgender people at church. <laughs> that's the very interesting. If you, if you can I, even tell, like I have a lot of patients, most of my patients, I would probably say like 98% of my patients, like you can't even tell what's going, on, what's going on, if they're transgender or not. The only way that a lot of times my office staff can tell is when they come, because I'm a gynecologist, so they're expecting women to come to the, to the reception desk. So when a male comes and they're like, you know, oh, I'm here to see Dr. Dre, they're like, oh, okay, it must be a trans man. Well, so, I think I that them, like don't go to the reception desk with your girlfriend because then they're gonna look at her and they're gonna say, "What time's your appointment? What's your name? What's your date of birth?" Go to the reception desk by yourself. Um, but I think that with Orange Is the New Black and Laverne Cox, a lot of people are becoming more educated on the term transgender. Oh, absolutely! You know, in the United States, one in three hundred people actually identify as transgender. But Renee, I want to tell you something else. So let's talk about like sexual orientation as well with these patients. So sexual orientation is like who you are attracted to. So I may have like a trans man who I consider to be straight because they have a girlfriend or a wife. Or I may have a trans male who who's attracted to a man and I may consider him gay. Or I have a trans male that's attracted to both and I would consider them uh, bisexual. So you have to know like the sex of an individual, the, remember what you're born into based off of physical characteristics. Gender is basically what you think you are in your brain, how you feel, and then sexual orientation is like who you are attracted to. Great. Thank you for that, that explanation because it's, it's so interesting. I remember I listened to a radio program you were on and you were explaining how you have to educate your um, staff to deal with your patients so that they are using the correct pronouns and addressing people properly so that they're not uncomfortable. Just call everybody by their name. You know, if it's Chris, it's Chris. If it's Noah, it's Noah. If it's Seth, it's Seth. If it's Vanessa, it's Vanessa. Call everyone by their name. And then in my office, we have UNICEF, unisex bathrooms. So I never have an issue where a patient's like, should I go in the male bathroom? or the female bathroom. There's just one bathroom, everyone goes in the same one. So I think that's so fascinating. But even before you got into that, um, you are from Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, girl. There we How go. 
She done spilled the tea. <laughs> How does a boy from Biloxi, Mississippi? boy from How does he become? this, you know, expert in transgendered health. So how did you become an OBGYN even? You know, a lot of people in your neighborhood, I'm sure not necessarily even went to college maybe, and look Correct. at you. Correct. So my, um, grandmother, my grandmother used to clean houses for doctors, and I used to travel with her because they had the best toys to play with, so I could play with the kids. Of course they had the best toys. They were doctor's kids. But eventually one of the doctors let me uh, listen to my heartbeat with a stethoscope, and I fell in love. I knew that's what I wanted to do was to be a doctor. Now, uh, OBGYN, when I was in medical school, I caught my first kid and I cried. I was like, this is amazing. You're making families. You're a doctor of life. Like, this is definitely what I want to do with my life. That's and then cool. with transgender health, I just have this, like, affinity for helping people that are, you know, underserved. So I take care of transgender people. You know, I go to the jail here. Um, I take care of women who are like, you know, they were addicted to heroin or addicted to pain pills, help them get off of that. I take care of a lot of minority population. I mean, I have some celebrities as well, but I generally like to take care of people who, who need help. I mean, being a gay gynecologist, I'm kind of like in the rainbow of um, LGBT, so it's, it's, it's easier for them to come to me because I am a gay gyne. So a transgender person coming to my office I'm the one that's not going to judge them. That's awesome. And, you know, when I do surgery on the patients, of course the staff know I'm a gay gynecologist and they respect me as the doctor. So that's a reassurance that they have. I'm like, you know, the nurses and other doctors are going to hold, you know, treat you with the most respect because they respect me. You're a doctor and they know that I am part of the rainbow, so they would never do anything to offend you or me. Okay. That, that is wonderful. Perfect, wonderful, and I mean, it sounds like it's an exciting environment at your office. Yeah, Offices. I mean, I love to see, like, people transition into who they are, you know, like, they're so happy, they're not depressed anymore. I mean, a lot of these patients commit suicide, you know, they're homeless, a lot of issues with, like, HIV, because a lot of, um, you know, homeless shelters are generally ran by religious organizations, so a lot of times the transgender people are kicked out on the street, and then they're having survival sex, you know, for food and clothes because what else are they going to do? And then they get HIV. So I just like to intervene in that circle, try to help them find jobs, try to make sure they have housing, and help them with their hormones so they can take them safely versus buying them on the street. And it's so crazy that these are all topics that were covered on Orange is the New Black. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, they're not paying me. I just happen to love the show. <laughs> I have a blog on my website, drdre.com, that's D-R-D-R-A-I.com, as you can tell from my step and repeat back here. But I have a blog on my website called Orange is the New Black, where I talk about what transgender means. Well, that's very good for a lot of people, I'm sure. And how, how old was the youngest patient that you saw that was transgender? Um, at our children's hospital, we actually have a gender clinic, so they range anywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they range anywhere between... Um, like 6 to 21. But for me, because I'm a gynecologist, I see most patients over the age of 21. So I'll say 21 would be the youngest that I've seen in the office. Okay. Times, they are changing. Thank goodness. Times are changing. You know, parents are more open. Thank God. Because, I mean, who wants their child to kill themselves, right? That's terrible. Terrible, terrible. 
Yes, horrible. So let me ask, were you always a great student academically? Or? Uh, yeah, of course. I uh, graduated at the top of my class in high school, and I made my first B at Xavier University of Louisiana. XU, XU, XU. I made my first B in uh, English. Was it English? I can't remember, but I made my first B my first year, uh, first semester in college, and I was so sad and was in the bed for a week. It was just drama. My parents were like, what is wrong with you? It's just a B year in college. But yeah, I've always done very, very well at, um, with tests and boards. Well, you that's know, good. Well, the thing is, when you love what you're doing, it's easy, and you don't have to study. The problem is a lot of kids, like, they're doing things that to make their parents happy, so it becomes difficult for them. Follow your heart, follow your dreams, follow your passion, and do what you want to do. If you're good at something, you're definitely going to make money at it. So true. So true. So I just wondered, how did you become America's OBGYN? So how did you become, you know, the office OBGYN and decide that you wanted to take your show on the road and hit the media? Yeah, Hollywood or bust, right? Hollywood or bust. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one of my close friends, uh, one of my close friends in college, he's a news producer, and you know I used to write uh, like scripts and stuff for doctors who were on TV, and I had I was talking to him about it, and he was like, Dre, you know, you could do this stuff yourself. You have a great personality. You have a look. Like you have a personality. I think you should try it yourself. So I did. So, you know, my first year it was great, and then a lot of my gynae girls, Prego the Gents, you know, they started calling me America's OBGYN, and so we just hooked to America's OBGYN because the girls were calling me that. That's great. So where are some of the places people might have seen you? So ABC in Chicago, um, CBS in San Fran. I'm all over the Internet all social media like crazy. I have a website, drdre.com. Um, I do a lot of Google Hangouts, a lot of speaking engagements all over the country for doctor organizations. Though. But I'm going to start doing a lot more speaking organizations for non-physicians. But I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm in America. And then you have this important position that I found out about, and I was so impressed. Oh, my God. You oh, are. I go to Thailand, too. I go to Thailand. That's how I learned how to do transgender surgery. I go to Thailand, Bangkok to, to learn that. You are the president, right? President, uh, oh, the, yeah, I'm president of the National Osteopathic Medical Association, which are the minority osteopathic physicians. You know, Dr. Renee always knows my credentials. I'm kind of like shy about those types of things, like my leadership positions. I don't like to put too much of that stuff out. I like to put the fun Dr. Dre out there. But yeah, I'm president of the National Osteopathic Medical Association, which is a group of minority osteopathic physicians who serve the underserved. So every year we put on a really, 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 really big health fair for the underserved. This year we were in Seattle. We just came from Seattle in October to from a health fair. We served about 400 people there. So that's great. That is great. So what? Are you, where are you? Where do you see America's OBGYN going in the next, say, five years? Uh, maybe a, a talk show. You know, maybe an online series. Uh, maybe you never know. I can be on a reality show. Who knows? I'm open to it. Producers, call me. 
not me, but my publicist, of course, but holla at us. <laughs> you are crazy. Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so please tell everyone, when they go to your website, there is a freebie. Oh, yeah, I have a new free uh, free book, 20 Things You May Not Know About the Vagina. So the reason why I wrote this book is because a lot of the gyne girls and the prey girls in the office have no idea about their lady parts down there. So I had to write something that was free, of course, hashtag free 99, free 99. I had to uh, write something so, you know, they could learn about themselves, basically. And I, I think it's done pretty well. Like, the girls love it. They're, they're always like, oh, I didn't know I shouldn't shave my vulva or... I didn't know I shouldn't do this, and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. And now there's all this crazy stuff that's going on. Like there's a something called a peach smoothie where after you wax, you know, they put like exfoliant on your vulva and all this anti-acne stuff and wash it with exfoliant, and then they lighten the vulva. So there's all this. It's called a, a vajackle. What is it called? Vajackle. No, I forgot how to say it, but it comes from L.A. Javelin? Like it's, bedazzle? It's this new, like, technique that's out. The girls are just asking about it. That's why I'm, like, talking to you about it. But I call it a peach smoothie. They, they call it a peach smoothie in New York. And in, in L.A. it's called Vergesol or something like that. They have the trademark for it. It's L.A. Spa. Wow. No shade. No shade. The spa. I want them to call me. No shade. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, I just want to let everyone know that we are taking questions. So what you'll do is you you have to log in with your Gmail account into the link on Google Plus, and then if you look around here somewhere, there should be nine boxes. And when you click on those boxes, you'll see the word Q and A. Click on that and then you'll see a column pop up on the right side of your screen. At the bottom it'll say ask a question and you can submit your question and we will address your question. Uh, the other way is to tweet us, Dr. Dre OBGYN, D-R-D-R-A-I-O-B-G-Y-N, ask Dr. Renee. Uh, both of our Twitter IDs are right here on the screen for you. And you can also, you can Facebook, inbox us, whatever. You can just get in touch with us and hopefully we'll catch it in between uh, talking and we'll be able to answer your question. Yes, we will. So Dr. Dre and I, um, well actually I write for Madame Noir and Dr. Dre was kind enough to allow me to interview him to have a discussion about what else but the vagina and it went <laughs> viral. And I mean when I say viral, it flew. Everybody. They must have posted it like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time and literally the next day, less than 24 hours later, it already had a hundred and something thousand views. Uh, we received well over 10,000 likes in the first like five days. So it was pretty amazing. Uh, it was exciting and we had lots of comments. So there's a lot of people that still don't know and don't understand and I wish we had some sort of model because I think that I think anatomy is a huge part of the misunderstanding because Dr. Dre says in his book, and he also said in the article, that you should not wash your vagina. No. Don't because do that. it's a self-cleaning <laughs> oven. Correct. <laughs> but what people don't seem to understand is the vagina 
is an opening. So we're not saying don't wash your pubic hair or anything else down there. We were saying the vagina. And I think that's where people were lost because I got all sorts of strange comments about, well, it's going to smell and all this. And I felt bad because these people's names were attached to that. And that probably was not what you wanted everybody to know. But, you know, what do I know? No so. one knows. It's very difficult. I think a lot of medical professionals, they actually will say vagina, but they actually mean vulva. So the vulva is like the outside. And then when you go inside, you know, the tube between like the lips to the cervix, that's actually the vagina. So when we say don't wash, the vagina would mean like don't put soap inside of that area, inside of that hole there. That's bad. Bad. Exactly. And then I'm just going to have you, I'm going to help him throw out a few of the very popular tips. <laughs> so he told us we cannot take baths anymore. Well, the problem is with taking baths. I mean, Dr. Renee, what do you clean your bathtub with? Scrub and bubbles. That's gross. So when you sit in the scrub and when you sit in your bathtub, you're getting scrub and bubbles in your vagina because you know the vagina is open. So you're gonna wash out all the good bacteria. So that's bad for you. So don't do that. Don't. You could just buy like this. I know a lot of you take baths, ladies, because you're stressed out. Just buy like a wooden like stool and sit in the stool and let like shower the water from the shower like you know run on your back. Do that and leave your vagina out of the bathtub. Thank you. Thank you very much for that information. I saved, I saved your vagina. You're welcome. You saved, you saved a lot of vaginas, I'm sure. <laughs> the other thing is uh, the waxing. Explain that. So the only thing with waxing that I have an issue with is sometimes, um, you know, when they wax, they're pulling the stuff off. And basically it leaves like these like breaks in the skin. So it's easier to pick up like blood vessels are breaking in the skin. So it's easy to pick up STDs that way, especially when you go right into bumping and grinding. A lot of you ladies, you know, get your Brazilians when you're ready to go on vacation, right? And we all know what you're going to do on vacation. And that's great that you're going to do that on vacation, but you know, you just have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, Y'all know what you do. You know what you do on vacation. Now, come on. <laughs> Safe sex, everyone. Safe, Safe sex. sex. Safe for sex. Make him leave his underwear on. Oh, this was one he needs to explain. Go ahead. So you know how underwear, it has like the little male underwear, it has like the hole in the front. So you need to put the penis through the hole, an erect penis, and put the condom on it. So when you're like bumping and grinding, you don't get like touching skin-to-skin -skin genital contact. Of, you know, you don't get that. So you won't get like herpes or um, HPV, human papillomavirus. So that's safer sex. So you make him leave his underwear or boxers or boxer briefs or tidy whities on. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I, saved someone. I saved someone else. You did. He Thanks. just saved lives all day long every day. <laughs> but, um, and then you may save a marriage. So Dr. Dre has educated, and it's also in the book, about the different spots. The A spot, the U spot. Dr. Dre loves... These spots, okay? She loves the alphabet. She's always asking about these spots. I'm like, Renee, I already told you about these spots. Well, right now, there's all this controversy about the G spot. Like, does it really exist? Even like, there's controversy in the literature, medical literature, about like orgasms. Can you have an orgasm through the vagina? But there's a U spot, which is like right below, right around the urethra, which you pee out of. If you um, sometimes, if you hit that spot, you can squirt, and then 
there's an A spot which is like deep in the vagina, right above the cervix. So you have to have a long penis to hit that spot. But basically, uh, once you hit that spot, it's like a really big orgasm you can have. It's a very erogenous zone. Even in the anus, um, for ladies where the male prostate would be, you have a erogenous spot. It's called the PS spot, perineal sponge. And that's if your man can touch that spot, you you can get excited as well. Violet, Thank you. Thank cricket, you. cricket, cricket. <laughs> Thank with, you for that. With a that condom. wonderful information. Yeah, of always course. Have, always have a condom. And anal sex, always have a lube ready. And what's your favorite lube? Astroglide. <laughs> slide. Slide, baby. Slide. It's slide, baby. Slide. It's slide. Astroglide is a brand, obviously. It but is, but they have there a is all something natural. very important about Astroglide that you need to pay attention for any lubricant you use. It is what? water-based, right? Well, there's different types of Astroglide. Right, but, but they have a natural, like a green, it's in a green, greenish kind of bottle. It's natural. It's water-based. It's really, really safe. No chemicals in it. So that's why I like Astroglide. For my so, guiding girls, pregos, and jits. So people with allergies, you need yes. to be careful because allergies are everywhere and they could be down there as well. So water it's hypoallergenic. Yeah, yeah they're hypoallergenic the green, in the green bottle. Perfect. Just slide, baby, slide. Just, I'm so silly. <laughs> yes, very, very. Anyone have any questions, please don't forget. We're coming to that part soon, so just type away. And we will address them. Or ask Dr. Renee. Oh, I just noticed Dr. Dre's Twitter ID is not up there, but it's as it's uh, Dr. Dre D R D R A I O B G Y N, and mine is on the screen. I apologize for these lenses, America. These are supposed to be some fancy lenses I got, but they still have the glare from the lights. So, <sighs> I just wonder, how do the partners of your patients? handle such a fabulous person as yourself. Well, they love me because I'm gay, number one, because husbands are like, yeah, of course you can go see him. Most of them trip <laughs> because I am a male doctor. When they come into the office, you know, they're like still tripping a little bit, and I have to like, you know, hey, girl, what's going on? Then they're like, okay, perfect, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, then they love me. They love me. They're like, absolutely, you can go see him anytime. So that's one advantage. And of course, you know, the ladies love, I mean, women just love gay men anyway. So they talk to me about everything from clothes to their husbands to hanging out with their girlfriends to their vaginas and their breasts. So it's a really, really open conversation, non-judgmental. You know, I have learned when you deal with women that it's always a relationship with them that kind of gets on their nerves, whether they have a bad relationship with their husband or their kids or themselves or you know their co-workers once I help them heal that one issue with this relationship then health good health always follows always follows so I always ask them you know how are you doing you know what's going on at home because that's really important uh, with your health you know I not only heal the body you have to heal the mind and you have to heal the spirit as well to be a really good doctor so that's the trick my body and soul is all connected Totally agree. Totally agree. So very important. So what, I, I mean, I know delivering babies is awesome, but what other aspects of your job are very fulfilling for you? 
Um, I like doing lots of surgery. I mean, I love surgery, but what I like about surgery is the recovery part for my patients because, you know, generally for major surgery, they get four to six weeks off. So that is the time you can really help them recreate their lives. So, like, people who wanted to go back to school, you know, I'm like, let's enroll into school now. You know, people who have these long projects to do that's, you know, they've been stressed out about, I'm like, let's do this project now. So it's a way that they have this time off, but it's like recovery, but it's where they can reinvent their lives. And I really try to hone in on what they really need to do with their life. But kind of like a life coach, really try to help them be the best that they can be. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And have you, I mean, what, what words of wisdom do you have for somebody that is in high school and can't figure out what they want to do with their lives? How should they find their purpose and passion in life? They have no idea what they want. They know what they want to do. What are they? I always ask uh, high school students, what are you good at? What do you like? So if you like something, you can make money at it. Don't just run off to college now. You know, I always think, you know, if you don't know, take some time figure it out, and then go to school. Because school is very, very, very expensive. Dr. Dre has $200,000 in student loans, okay? It costs a lot of money <laughs> to be a doctor, so a physician. So you have to know that you really, really want to do it. So basically, whatever you're good at, that should be your passion. Go for it. Don't, if your parents are not supportive, <laughs> don't listen to them. Do what your heart says. Because I had, you know, in undergrad, I had a lot of college. I had a lot of friends who were pre-med, like me, I mean, and they just did terrible at it because, you know, their parents wanted to be doctors and, you know, they wanted to be, you know, run a business or, you know, they wanted to be a dancer or artist. So you have to do what you want to do. I and it totally takes a while. Agree. I mean, it takes a while to figure it out. I mean, I still know 40-year-olds who, like, try to please their parents, right? So it takes a while to get that self-esteem to like really do it on your own without pleasing other people. It's a process. You know, you start out as a caterpillar and then you'll turn into a butterfly and fly one day. Now, what about uh, did you actually follow a doctor and figure out, oh, this is definitely what I want to do? Because a lot of people they want to be a doctor and then they get into their first anatomy class and they pass out and they're like, oh, I no. can never do that. Now, it's really organic chemistry the second year. Your second year of college, organic chemistry just kills everybody, right? So the people who are not going to make it are you weed out there. Like, O-chem is just like a beast. But, uh, you know, when I was young, when I listened to the heart, I was very fascinated by that. And I couldn't – I never got that image out of my brain. And that's why when the kids come into the office with their parents, you know, I always let them like put the Doppler, the ultrasound of, on their parents' belly to listen to the baby. I try to get them as active in the visit as possible because you never know if you are going to change their life. Like I always give them my stethoscope. I'm like, listen to your mom's heart. I'll be right back. You know, because you never know how you can inspire them. That's awesome. That is amazing, and that's that's one of the uh, best ways to help the next generation because. Just let's face it, it's difficult to actually shadow a doctor, especially an OBGYN. It's very difficult, but those little things. I actually saw an uh, ultrasound when I was in the first grade with my brownie troop. Oh, okay. And you are that's a big, when I was like, wow. Dr. Day is a big girl scout. Like, she's like a leader <laughs> for like all of Chicago, okay? Like, 
She's always like, I have to, she's like, Dre, I have to get stuff for the, my troop. I'm like, okay, yeah. She's like all into it. It's, per, it's great, though. It's great. They need role models. Awesome. Yeah. So that was what the turning point for me was. I, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, but when I saw that ultrasound, and it was one of the Girl Scouts, so she wasn't pregnant. You know, we were only in the first grade. But you were like, wow. But that day, yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I just kept saying, that's what I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to do. And then my mentor was nice enough to let me go to her office and actually go in with patients for an entire day. And okay. I had the time of my life and was this was, I said, this is so amazing. Like, nobody understands how cool this is. I came home and told my mother all the stuff I saw. She was like, that is so gross. <laughs> but I was just cheesing. I loved it. I said, that is so cool. Were you a little kid? You used to, like, you know, did you, I got a microscope when I was a little boy, and I used to, like, cut up worms and, like, look under the microscope. And Did you do all that stuff? No. We are frozen.
Okay, we're back. Dre, you there? Yeah. We're back. Okay. Dr. Renee always figures out all this Google stuff. I get so confused. I have no idea what's going on. That's one social media platform I do not know how to use. <laughs> Google Plus and Google Hangout. Like, I just don't know how to use it. But she wow. figures it out. We are back. And uh, we just had a little technical difficulties. Technology is not perfect, I tell everybody. It's awesome when it works wonderfully. And, you know, you just bear through it. When At least we are back. And because of the delay, some people won't even realize that we disappeared for a minute. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Awesome. So, as I was saying, my best friend had a cat, and we used to treat the cat. So, the cat... Um, what do you mean, treat the cat? We, <laughs> we did everything to that cat. We had, we had our own doctor kits, and you know, you have the little fake syringe. We'd shoot the cat. We had stethoscopes. We bandaged, the, syringe, bandaged yeah. the cat. Where would you put the syringe? Anywhere. At? We just were just messing with this cat. Always messing with the poor cat. It, you know, like I said, that was our patient. We Peter, used to Peter, she's playing. She's just teasing, okay? <laughs> Peter, she's just teasing. And the AI, it's what is it, SCPA or something? ASPA, whatever. You do that at all. <laughs> Next question. You were silly. You were silly. But. Uh, it's it's really important to have mentors and role models. How important were mentors in your life and your journey? Oh my God, I have six mentors now. So, you know, basically all the things that I want to do or that I'm doing, like being a teacher, OBGYN, administrator, um, a media personality, an author. So I have all these people that are like the experts for me and I combine them. And once a month, actually, I have a teleconference with them. And that's my accountability to make sure that I'm doing what I should be doing, helping the world. That is really groovy. And I never thought to do anything like that. <laughs> you have my wheels spinning. <laughs> you do. So Even you, you can do it like once a quarter. But I'm so busy that, you know, like they like to talk to me once a month just to make sure, you know, I'm doing what I should be doing. And, you know, like... How's your book tour coming along? Or when are you going to be on TV again? Uh, where did you lecture at last? That sort of thing. So make sure I'm on the Wait, right Wait, aren't track. you? You're going to be on the radio tomorrow, right? I am on the radio tomorrow. Uh, KCOH, 1230 a.m. Houston. Do they have an online presence or they can we listen on TuneIn app or something? They have a big online presence. Actually, they do have an app. Uh, KCOH. One two three zero a.m. I'll be on at seven thirty. We're going to talk about cervical cancer tomorrow. So it's, um, January is actually cervical cancer month. I haven't seen a lot of stuff in the media about cervical cancer month, and it's I'm like, uh, come on, January is cervical cancer month. It's very important. Let's get the word out there. Get vaccinated. Get your Pap smear. And wait a minute, seven thirty your time or central? Seven thirty Eastern time. Gotcha. So six thirty Central time, and way too early. Eastern Pacific Standard Time. But um, check out Dr. Dre tomorrow on KCOH. Now, cervical cancer. Yes, it's cervical cancer month this month. And yes. if you go to Dr. Dre's website, you'll see he has a lovely banner talking about that. So most people know, but some people don't, because actually my very first article with uh, Madame Noir was about 
the HPV virus. And the question was, should virgins receive that virus? Yes. I mean, excuse me, the vaccination. Yes. And my conclusion was yes. Yeah. And I helped many moms that said that they were torn, they didn't know what to do. But there were several very key reasons that I felt like they really should do it. And one of them was that communication is not always great between the children and their mother. And just in case, because what many people don't realize, and maybe you do listen to the commercials, but HPV is the virus that causes cervical cancer. So now they have this fabulous vaccination that you can give your kids. They start out at 12, correct? Well, you can give as early as um, 9 years old, but the recommendation oh, okay. is uh, 11 to 12. You basically right. want to give them the vaccine before they're exposed to the human papillomavirus or HPV. And the... The thing was that I, 2015 is a totally different year than when you and I were in middle school and high school. Children are doing some very different things. So, well, they were doing stuff, but, no, you know, you must be younger than me. <laughs> in my day, they weren't doing this. But instead, because the mothers threaten their children, please don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, Oh, yeah. These girls, and when I say girls, I'm talking about girls, and I'm talking elementary, middle school, are performing oral sex on guys and having them perform oral uh, sex on them. They and they do not like realize that. they are still opening themselves to possibly getting HPV, correct? Yeah. I mean, they were kissing under the bleachers when I was in school. Exactly. That's what I'm but, saying. But, um, yes, you know, any type of sex, you know, vaginal, anal, Oral sex will put you at risk for getting the human papillomavirus. So with anal sex, you definitely want to use a condom. Vaginal sex, you definitely want to use a condom. Oral sex, you still want to use a condom. It, you know, you can have fun with it with oral sex. You can use a flavor condom. But don't put that flavor condom in the vagina. You can get an infection from that. But definitely, even with oral sex on the vulva or on the, you know, the vulva, the outside of the vagina, use some dental dam. Explain what a dental dam is. Not everybody's so versed. Basically, dental dam is like this uh, sheet, like it's like saran wrap, basically clear saran wrap that you put over the vulva that you would put your tongue onto to stimulate your partner. But it's a it's a barrier there. Why also, are you Why are you... no, I. Also, please clue them into the other way you can get HPV that blew me out the water. It could be on your... Oh, yeah, with sex toys. There's a study that came out that showed that um, if you don't clean your sex toys uh, well enough, you can, like, transmit HPV to your Not partner. even the sex toys. I'm talking about your hands, your fingers. Oh, yeah, your hands, too. You know, when you're digitally, you know, like, penetrating yourself, you can get uh, HPV on your cervix from your fingers, yes. Okay, so Dr. Dre, you know, this is the Ask Dr. Renee Show, No Shade. And we try to speak directly to the people. So digitally means a lot to me because girl, I am you know, Dr. Renee. But I could know, you please, girl, because digital, some man just thought that you were talking about his TV. Every so time I you, say the F word, people get all like, oh, my God. Not me. Fingering. <laughs> so, like, any type of fingers in the vagina or the anus, you know, you can, you know, get HPV. Bad, 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 bad. So if you are going to do fingerings, what I um, tell people to do is get like latex gloves. You can get them from any kind of drugstore. Just wear latex gloves and you can get it going. <laughs> <laughs>
I told you this would be a very informative hour. This man is full of so much information. Get it going. Safely. It blows me away. Latex Please love. tell them about Get the book that we are all really waiting for that's going to be uh, on the shelves, and it will be on your Kindle and on your iPad. Tell us about that book. Oh, Confessions of a Gay Gynecologist? That'd be is the that, one. Yes, volume one. So this, the first uh, volume is going to be for my gynae girls. So a lot of stuff about sex, like uh, oil sex and masturbation. and Something about too big. Big penises and how to deal with that, and other stuff like irregular bleeding, fibroids, you know, like endometriosis. So basically, it's for a book for women who are not pregnant but want to have fun. And it's called Confessions because, you know, they are basically secrets that regular doctors won't tell you. Like, for example, Plan B, you know, if you're over 176 pounds. Plan B, the emergency contraception won't work with you. Like most doctors don't tell their patients that, but I mean that's the first question I ask. I'm like, how much do you weigh, girl? Because that ain't gonna work, and you need to come to the office to get a Paragard IUD. Paragard is like the copper IUD. You can put it in the uterus within five days of any type of issues, like if the condom broke or a patient was raped, that sort of thing. But yeah, like that's important. That's a confession that you, as a consumer, as a guy and a girl, need to know. That's awesome. Um, so yes, confessions of a gay gynecologist coming to a bookstore near you soon, <laughs> right? Yeah, this summer. It'll be out this summer. Awesome. Yay! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work, like being a busy doctor, running around to eight offices, and writing. Being on call every other day. Uh -huh. Yes. Being on call every day, blogging, you know, doing videos, being on TV, doing online media, print media. It takes a it takes a lot of work and organized. You have to be really organized. But it's what do I love. Do you get do you get MLK day off? <laughs> I am off tomorrow. I just have a radio wow. interview in the morning. I know. I have a radio wow. interview in the morning and then I have to uh, chart. I'm always charting. So I have to chart tomorrow. I see. So take us through a day in the life of Dr. Dre. Okay, so I start my day around 4.30 a.m. every morning. Um, I go to the gym, and then I come home, take a shower. It's about like 5.30-ish. And then I lay on the couch, and I blog. Um, so I blog for about an hour, or I write like chapters for my next book, Confessions of a Gay Gynecologist, Volume 2. And then I get to work. I get dressed for work. I get there around like 7.30-ish. Well, I go to Starbucks. Like, I'm addicted to Starbucks. <laughs> it's right downstairs. So I go to Starbucks, and then I get in my car and go to work. I get there around like 7.30-ish, and I look at my schedule for the day to see, like, what girls are coming in, what guys are coming in to see me. Um, when the staff get in, my um, office staff, we have, like, a little meeting, and I go over, like, the problem people, <laughs> the problem girls that can happen throughout the day, so we make sure nothing, so that everyone's everyone's comfortable. Then I see patients. I usually don't get a lunch break. I work through my lunch. I finish around like four ish, five ish, and then I uh, go home. Uh, I eat dinner. Uh, I watch reality TV. I talk to my friends, 
Uh, oh, I talk to my mother every day in the car driving to work, like, because I just do. I, I'm a mama's boy, so I have to talk to my mom every day. <laughs> so I talk to her while I'm driving to work. To you know, she she's like super religious. She's always praying for me, so she prays for me that I have a good day and nothing happens to her baby boy. But around six ish, I get home. I watch reality TV, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I see what's going on, on social media. I tweet people, retweet. And I post. I post generally throughout the day too, but I really see what's going on, on social media. You know, now we don't have to watch the news. Anything that's crazy going on is going to be in my feed. So I pay attention to what's going on. I, I um, answer emails all day from, you know, like producers or editors about media opportunities. And that's it. That's what I do. Curly. Pretty busy. Yeah, pretty busy. Very busy. Very busy. I'm thrilled to mention that Dr. Dre is the youngest of six. Yes, so I'm the of six. He comes from a, a large family. And I have no kids. Yet. Girl, well, I don't know. Kids, <laughs> kids take a lot of work. Like, when you have children, you have to stop your life. Like, you have to, like, give up a lot to have children. Because you really, you know, while they're young, like the first six years of life, you really want to really be there every single day, like all day, 24 hours a day, like in their face to make sure they have the right values that they're going to be okay. okay. So, you know, you have to take off for six years and just be at oh, home. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I would be like the PTA dad, like, you know, like volunteering, you know, the principal would be like, get him out of here. Now, I'm going to volunteer. I need to see what's going on. You know, like that. that's just me. Because that's kind of how my mom was. She was kind of like nosy at the school all the time and, so that's how it would be. Uh, in the last few minutes, let's just touch on the, um, you know, in 2015, you've heard a lot of stories about teens and people coming out the closet and their family didn't know. How was that for you? And, I mean, obviously, you know, your family is awesome and amazing and wonderful. And, yes. But, you know, unfortunately not everyone's is like that. So what do you tell kids? Because I'm sure you've encountered, because uh, Dr. Dre also used to teach. Um, was yeah. it high school? Yeah, I taught ninth grade chemistry in New yeah. Orleans, which was very difficult. Like, I had a kid, like, commit suicide when I was <laughs> teaching. It was a lot going on. I had a pregnant child. I had a kid that committed suicide. Just a lot of stuff that happens in high schools. And I was at a pretty good, pretty good school. And, you know, just dealing with that stuff every day in the classroom, all those personalities and you know, going doing home visits, like actually going to their house to like. Oh, you were like, um, lean on me. Yeah, I mean, I go to patients' house now. Like, if a patient can't come in and I need to see them, I go see them. <laughs> I go to their house. So, uh, you know, you know, the so apple never falls far from the tree. Did, did you I have what? to help them? Did you encounter any students that you know maybe they weren't out the closet yet, or maybe they needed your help to tell their parents or something? Did you? Well, I never out people. Right, of course not. <laughs> That's the number one rule to be an ally. Never out anyone. Okay, don't do that. Let them come out of their own time. But I try to encourage them, you know, to be who they are and to believe in themselves and just to be positive. Because a lot of, you know, suicide is very high. Drugs is very high in the teenage population that are, are the LGBT population. So I try to really, really try to encourage them. But yeah, like me, I came out when I was young, and my family just loves me, and I'm the baby boy, so I could do no wrong. 
<laughs> and but, then he becomes uh, this fabulous doctor, so. Whatever. I mean, I'm just a nice person. Like, my mom just treats me like I'm just regular. You know, when I go home, like, she still, like, yells and makes me, like, go downstairs to get a, pa- a paper towel to bring it to her. You know, like, it's crazy. Or, like, her cell phone will be downstairs, and she'll call me upstairs to t- see what she wants. And then she's like, bring me my cell phone. Then I have to go downstairs to get the cell phone and take her back. To cell- I mean, you know, it doesn't. The same stuff when I was six years old still goes on now. <laughs> it hasn't changed much. And that's what my mom's like. That's why I had kids. So you could do everything that I want you to do. I'm like, I know, Mom. I know. <laughs> Nothing really changes. That's cute. That besides, besides, she pimps me. But other than that, you know, <laughs> now she pimps me. She's always like, I need this, I need that, I need this, which is fine. I don't mind. Of course. Well, on that note, sir, please tell us how we can reach you and, you know, people can ask Dr. Dre and they can get your ebook and all that fabulous stuff about you. Yeah, so go to my website, Dr. Dre, that's D-R-D-R-A-I.com. I'm on all social media. I'm on YouTube, Google+, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest as Dr. Dre OBGYN. So D-R-D-R-A-I-O-B-G-Y-N. When you go to my website, you can enter my newsletter, my my newsletter, um, my list to get this free ebook. Twenty things you may not know about the vagina. I have a new ebook coming out as well. Twenty things you need to know about the penis. So watch that. Watch out for that. Thank you so much, Dr. Dre. It has been, of course, a very entertaining evening. Do we as get any always. questions? Questions? Didn't get any questions? Oh my God! No one even texted me any. Amazingly, they must know everything. <laughs> you know, I'm the only one that knows nothing. <laughs> They're probably like, "What's going on with his glasses?" Don't worry. To, don't worry. On Tuesday, I'm going to go and work that out. I'm. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> but I will put all of our information below because Dr. Dre does take questions via Twitter, via email, his website, just like I do. And feel free to ask him anything as you see. He will talk to you about any and everything. 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 (laughs) So thank you so much. Next week, we are talking to Valicia Butterfield-Jones, who is also one of the people featured tonight on OWN in the Light Girls documentary. So um, we're going to look forward to talking to her next week. She also worked for the big president, like the president of the United States of America. So we'll talk about her time in the White House. And she happens to be a basketball wife as well. Um, so we'll talk about that as well. But she is just an amazing individual who came from, just like Dre, the South. And so she is a true Southern belle. And she can tell us how she became who she is now and motivate and inspire us to be even better people than we already are. And she also has a book that we'll be talking about uh, next week. I need to hear so, how she became a basketball wife. I need to listen to that. That's some oh tips goodness. there. <laughs> oh, goodness. What? No, he's a football player. I said, I, I know on OWN tonight. Even better. To even the, better. Michael Sam, the gay, bas- the gay football player. Who he's a gay. He's somebody a gay. else. I just said he married somebody else. I'm sorry. He's, he's taken. Taken. There's, there's other ones. No, I think they, I think they got married. No, I thought I it was engaged. I don't know. That show was taped a while ago, so I don't know. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so that's next week. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask Dr. Renee. You know how to reach me, and all the information will be below in the video. Please share this with others because I'm sure there's people that did not know this information about transgendered health, about their vaginas, etc., etc. So please share, like, share, subscribe. Dr. Dre has a YouTube channel too, Dr. Dre OBGYN. Please subscribe to his channel. Please subscribe to this channel. The subscribe button will be right there. And we would so appreciate you subscribing so that you can find out because this is not the only videos that I post. I post other videos that I, I find pretty helpful and hopefully they're helpful to you. Please also, if you have any guests that you think I should talk to because they motivate and inspire you or you think they'll motivate and inspire others, please put that in the comments below or tweet me, email me, and let me know. And don't forget to join our Facebook fan pages. Have a fabulous evening. Good night. Bye, America.